last week we talked about some keys that we could apply in our life that would help keep us from stumbling. And today I want to talk about the first step that we can take. start with looking over again at 2 Peter 1, 5 through 10. And it reads, For this reason, make every effort to add virtue to your faith, and to your virtue, knowledge, and to your knowledge, self-control, and to your self-control, patient endurance, and to your patient endurance, godliness, and to your godliness, brotherly kindness, and to your brotherly kindness, love. For if these things reside in you and abound, they ensure that you will never be useless or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But the one who lacks these things is blind and short-sighted, because he has forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Therefore, brothers, diligently make your calling and election sure, for if you do these things, you will never stumble." So last week, Caleb did a good job at laying down the foundation for this teaching that we're getting ready to, that we are going to be going into in Second Peter. You know, he, 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 he laid down the foundation and telling us, you know, the Bible gives us steps we can follow, we can learn, we can apply to our lives that will keep us from stumbling, that will protect us, that will help us excel at the things that God has for us. It says that it would give us knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the first thing I want to talk about is step number one, and that's the step of virtue. It says in 2 Peter 1.5, for this reason, make every effort to add virtue to your faith. What does it mean virtue to, it, to your faith? It means to your belief, add virtue to your belief. But in order to understand that, we got to first understand, well, what is virtue? The Greek word for virtue is arete. And what it means is it means moral goodness or excellence of character, gracious and being upright. So it's having a sense of moral excellence, a moral goodness or of good integrity, because it's very, very important in our lives that we walk with integrity. And that's the first step into becoming becoming or walking into an area where we never stumble is if we carry ourselves with good integrity. And you know, integrity is all about what you do and how you conduct yourself when no one else is around. Because sometimes there's individuals who, if they know they're not going to get in trouble or they think they're in secret or, you know, they think they can get away with it, they'll do something even though they know what's wrong. But integrity is, is the opposite of that. It says no matter who's looking, who, no matter who's not looking, no matter what type of pressure you may be under from peers or from circumstances in your life, it says, I know what is right, I know what is wrong, and I'm not gonna compromise my integrity in these areas. So integrity is holding yourself to that high moral standard. 
It has incorruptible moral values. It means you can't be tempted. You won't be bought off. A lot of people will have integrity with situations, but the moment money's involved, you know, they, it can cause individuals to slip. It can cause individuals to compromise. You know, sometimes what will happen is if you have a lot of peer pressure, pressure from friends, pressure from family, pressure in your workplace to compromise your moral beliefs. That's why it's so important that we watch, you know, who we hang around, who we go out and do things with. You know, is this somebody who will compromise your integrity or will it be something that will help uplift you and keep your integrity? These are things we need to look at in our life in order to prevent us from stumbling. Because if we allow ourselves to get enroped or brought into compromising situations, it can compromise our integrity. And we want to avoid that. We want to say, hey, you know what? I understand this is what you, you, you feel like we should do, but I'm just not gonna do this. It's against my moral beliefs. It's against my personal integrity. You know, so I'm not gonna participate in this. I'm not gonna go hang out with you in this area, or I'm not gonna do this particular thing you're asking me to do. And so it's really, really important we have that. Now, 1 Kings 9, 4, it says, If you walk before me as your father David walked in integrity of heart and uprightness, so that you are obedient to do all that I have commanded you and will keep my statutes and my judgments, then I will establish the throne of your kingdom upon Israel forever, just as I promised to your father David, saying you shall not fail to have a man upon the throne of Israel. So what was God asking he was saying, keep an upright heart, keep an heart of integrity. What does that mean? Integrity is something that comes from deep inside of us. It comes from the word. It comes from understanding the word. It comes from understanding God. And when we have a firm understanding of the word of God and of his instructions that he gives us in the Bible, you know, like the Ten Commandments, do not steal, do not lie, don't accuse, you know, make false accusations against your brethren, honor your mother, father and mother, all these different things that he teaches us to walk in, he teaches us to do, are all forms of integrity. Those are all examples of integrity. It's obeying God's commands. It's saying, I know what's right. I know what's wrong. I'm going to obey his commands. I'm going to make it, guard it in my heart and make it a goal in my life. You know, don't make a goal to try to get away with as much as you can get away with. Because <laughs> there are lots of people who, who may try to do that. They're like, oh, well, I can, you know, try to push things as far as they can push things. But having good integrity is saying, you know, I know what's right and I'm going to stand for what's right. No matter what comes against me, no matter what people say or no matter what outside pressures may be, may be coming upon me for taking the stand and for saying, I believe this is what the word of God says. This is something inside of me that I know is accurate, that I know is God, that I know is from his word. Because we must judge all things from the word of God, not just how we're feeling in the moment, but making sure that, you know, where you're standing does align with what's what is clearly stated in the word of God. So then you can have that confidence to stand in integrity and uprightness and to be obedient to what God has commanded you to do. And what's really cool about keeping integrity is that it protects you. 
If you stay in, you know, and then a lot of times it's total opposite thinking of the world. Because, you know, a lot of people will try to gain wealth by stealing or manipulation. They'll try to get influenced by, you know, weaving their ways in there and working the system or taking advantage of other people. And a lot of people will feel like, well, if you, your integrity, if, if you don't, you know, lie about your taxes or if you, you know, don't fudge numbers here or if, you, you know, you, 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 you're just going to become a victim. You're not going to be able to go anywhere in life. You're just going to be, you know, this, this individual at the bottom of the chain. Nobody's going to care about you. But that's not true. You can see in the Bible, Psalms 25, 21, it says, may integrity and uprightness preserve me for I wait for you. So integrity will preserve you. It will keep you and it will guard you. Proverbs 10, 9 says, whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but he who makes his ways crooked will be found out. You see, if you have integrity in your life, even if somebody comes and accuses you of something or things happen, you don't have to worry about anything because you know that, hey, I did this with, in, with integrity and it's going to last. People who get things by stealing or by cheating or by manipulating or lying are always in constant fear they're going to be found out. They never have peace. They never have soundness of mind because always in the back of their mind, they're always thinking, well, if they find out, I could lose everything. If this isn't, you know, if this is secure, I'm not going to have this anymore. And it's a constant battle of fear. And it says the crooked will be found out. So eventually it will come to light. All things come to light. All things will be exposed. You know, it could be immediately or it could be years and years down the line when you think you're safe and somebody has their whole empire built. And then all of a sudden something's exposed and everything comes crumbling down. But if you have integrity, you can walk securely because you don't have to worry about things being exposed. You don't have to worry about being caught in lie. You don't have to be worried about any, doing anything shady or wrong because you have the integrity and you can have confidence in doing what you're doing for the Lord. Or you can have confidence in the things that God has blessed you with and how you may be walking through life because you have that integrity that will guard you and keep you secure. Proverbs 11.3 says the integrity of the upright guides them, but the crookedness of the treacherous destroys them. And 1 Peter 3.16, it says having a good conscience so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. So if you have integrity, sometimes what will happen is it'll convict people around you. It may convict individuals in your family, convict friends, convict co-workers. And because of that conviction, a lot of times they'll try to tear you down. They might try to slander your name. They might try to make up stories and say, well, this person did this and this and this when you did nothing of that matter. But if you have good integrity, if somebody comes to try to slander you, the Bible tells us that they will be the ones put to shame. The ones slandering you, the ones who are trying to make you look bad will be the ones who will be put to shame. And you don't have to worry about that. Just stay in integrity and trust God because the Bible tells us that he fights our battles for us. So we don't have to feel like we have to go out and get revenge or vindicate yourself if you did nothing wrong or try to prove this and this and this and this. Just say, you know, I'm a man or a woman of integrity. God's going to honor me and I'll let him take care of this. We can see David do that so many times with Saul. When Saul would come after him and try to kill him and do all this stuff towards David, 
David always said, nope, I'm not going to touch him. I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm going to let God handle this situation. I'm going to let God take care of it because God fights for me. You know, God's the one who justifies me. So if we take all that and just put it on God and say, God, you know where I stand. You know, I'm an individual of integrity. You know, I didn't do this. Trust him to make a way. Trust him to expose the crookedness of other people. And that, you know, the slander that will be brought, brought against you, that those people will be put to shame. And what's cool, too, is the Bible tells us that when we live with integrity, when we live doing everything we can to walk righteously and not compromising in situations, did you know it pleases God? It makes God happy. It makes him proud of you to see that you're overcoming situations in your life, to see that you're maintaining the integrity in your life, to see that, hey, this person's not compromising. Because the Bible tells us in Proverbs 12, 22, it says, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who act faithfully are his delight. So acting faithfully and standing in, in integrity brings delight to the Lord. It makes him happy. It makes him joyous. It makes him look at you and be like, you know, good job. Proverbs 21, 3, it says to do righteous and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. So living with integrity is very, it makes him happy. It says it's more accept, acceptable than any type of sacrifice you could do for him, anything you can give up for him. Just living with integrity pleases God. In Psalms 41, 11 through 12, it says, By this I know that you delight in me, for my enemy will not shout in triumph under me, but you have upheld me because of my integrity and set me in your presence forever. So God will uphold people because of their integrity. And it says he set him in his presence forever. He kept him in his presence because he understood, hey, this is a righteous person. This person's living with integrity and it brings delight to God. So I want to encourage you guys listening today, you know, for the first step, you know, make it your goal to live with integrity. You know, make that a goal. Don't don't think of it as something to be shunned or something to like I said earlier, how much can I get away with before I get in trouble? It's like, no, I want to understand everything I can about God. I want to understand everything about how his commandments and what he tells me to avoid so that I can live in integrity and I can bring delight to God because we love him because we love God. So it's like, look, God, I love you and I want to live the best I can be for you. You know, and not getting stuck under the regulation of the law, but understanding, hey, when I act with integrity, it delights God. So we can can make an area where we want to make that our goal to live that way, to be faithful, honest and true. You know, Titus 2, 7 through 8, it says in all things, presenting yourself as an example of good works and doctrine showing integrity, gravity, incorruptibility and sound speech that cannot be condemned so that the one who opposes you may be ashamed having nothing evil to say to you. And you know, even how Job, we can see through, through Job, he made it in his heart too, to have integrity, to walk with integrity. We can see this in Job 27, three through six. It says, all the while my spirit is in me. So as long as he's alive is basically what he's saying. And the breath of God is in my nostrils. My lips will not speak wickedness, nor my tongue utter deceit. God forbid that I should justify you. 
until I die, I will not put away my integrity from me. So this was a commitment that Job was saying, until I die, may I not put away my integrity from me, for I will hold fast and will not let it go. And my heart will not reproach as me as long as I live. What was he doing? He was making a statement that I'm going to hold fast to my integrity. And I wanna encourage you guys all today watching to make that same statement, to make that same declaration. I will hold fast to my integrity, no matter what comes my way, no matter what pressures I feel, because when I can stand with integrity, it will keep me secure, it will, keep, it will guide me, and it will be a delight to the Lord. Again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast today. I hope it has blessed you and I'll encourage you to continue listening to this series so you don't miss out on a single thing. God bless.